listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the struggle that happens when you try to run a business while also being a busy parent. Now this is not something that I have a lot of knowledge about. I am not yet a parent, although I would love to be one someday and that's definitely in the plans. But I thought, okay, well let's have someone on the show that can shed some insight because you guys know that I love to help in any way I can. And this is something I feel passionate and I want to help you guys about, but it's not something that I'm super knowledgeable on. So I am grabbing someone to come on the show and help me help you because that's what I truly care about. So we're going to chat to Ariana today. Um, so she runs a business and she's a parent and she's got some advice about how to manage both. So let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you were able to join us. How are you today? I am great. How are you? Awesome. It is morning here where I am in Australia. So it's like eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, whereabouts are you in the US and what time is over there? So it's 6 p.m. here. I am in Michigan. So it's a little starting to get cold here. It's not exactly fun, but that's all right. (laughs) So surreal being like on the other side of the world and being such different time zones. And I'm like literally sweating here. So it's so different. (laughs) Okay. I thought it would be awesome if you could introduce yourself to my audience, a little bit about you and your background with education and your business and, and parenting and everything. We'd love to know a little bit about you. Yeah, definitely. So I was a kindergarten teacher for three years. And then the year that my daughter was born, my husband and I decided that I was going to quit teaching for a year and just be home with her and really pour into her. And then the intention was to go back to teaching after that year. But literally the day I went into labor, I found out about the virtual assistance world. And I was like, oh, what is this? Is this something I could do that would allow me to be home with my daughter full time and just pour into her, but also still still provide an income for my family because we really wanted to get debt free. So, you know, I had a newborn with me, but every time she was napping and I was breastfeeding, I was just learning as much as I could about the virtual assistance world. And within six months, I had replaced my teaching income with that. And now I help other moms and teachers start their VA businesses so that they can work from home and spend more time with their babies and still have that income. So it's been such a blessing in my life and my students' lives. And yeah, it's it's just been amazing. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you have like had the two parts to your business really because you've got the virtual assistant stuff and you're helping teachers and you're helping teacherpreneurs with their business. But, you know, with your because you've got a podcast, too, you're also kind of helping people transition out the classroom and, and being kind of a helpful person there as well, which is so nice as well. So your podcast is called Ditch the Classroom. Yes. Would you like to tell us really quickly a little bit about that before we start the questions? Because I was a guest on there and it's it's an awesome yes. podcast, but yeah, I thought I'd give you a second to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you were a guest and I absolutely loved having you on. So the podcast is Digital Classroom, like you said, and 
I really try to feature other teachers who are leaving teaching and kind of their stories as inspiration for those of you who are, are still teaching but one out of the classroom. You can get ideas for what you can even do, what what different areas your skills of teaching can apply to, and you know, just get that that inspiration to take that first step because sometimes that's the scariest. So we have a lot of guest interviews featuring teachers who have left the classroom and are doing something else. And then every other week I do just a solo episode sharing my top tips for creating your virtual assistant business and being able to replace your teaching income with that. So that's that's kind of the overall um, view of the podcast. That's awesome. We are obviously going to be talking a lot about like parenting today, but I think it's nice to have that in there just to, because I have recently did an episode where I talked about leaving the classroom on my podcast too, because I was inspired by you because I'd done an episode with you and I talked about it with you and I was opening up and being really raw. And then I was like, why have I never talked about this? And that has been one of my most popular episodes. And people are always coming to me and saying, thank you so much for sharing your story of what I'm leaving teaching. And it's so, it's been, yeah, it was, it was, raw and kind of and really scary and hard to like put out there in the world but it got such an interesting response and I thought it was so awesome so it's nice that you've got that in your podcast and people can go there and hopefully that I can send some people there if they're feeling the same feelings that we felt basically yeah let's dive into the questions though so we're talking about parenting today and the first one is what are your top tips for juggling parenting and your business because obviously a lot of my listeners are full-time teachers, but they're also business owners and then yes, parents. So I would love to hear your perspective and how you're coping and everything. That would be great. Yeah. So like I said, I started my business when my daughter was a newborn and she's now two and a half and now I have a baby on the way. So I've really gone through, you know, the phases of newborn where they're 100% relying on you. And now we're into toddlerhood where she's getting into everything. So it's, it's really, it's really all about the word you said juggling. So I have kind of five tips that I'm going to give y'all for helping you figure out how to juggle both well, and still feel like you're getting enough done in your business, but also still pouring into your children because that's what's what is the most important so number one you've probably heard this before but I'm going to tell you and don't brush me off is to use a planner you can use a paper planner a digital planner or do a combination of both I actually do a combo so in my planner I put the different like big topics in my planner but then in my digital kind of planner that I have, I really break down what are the to-dos in that category. I really, really love the Horatio planners, H-O-R-A-C-I-O. They're just amazing and they have everything I need in there. I can put in my weekly intentions in there. They have quarterly goal planning in there, which is amazing. And in all areas of your life, I just, I love that planner so much. So I recommend planning ahead of time. So typically I plan out my week the Thursday before. That way I can really get a good feel for what do I have coming down the pike. And I also try to leave some white space. When you leave that white space, it really allows your schedule to be a little more flexible. And we need that with kids. 
So leave that white space in there. That way, if your toddler's having a meltdown or just needs some attention, you can be more flexible. If you plan every single minute of the day, it's going to be a little bit harder and you're going to, you're going to start feeling that overwhelm. I also recommend time blocking. So figuring out your chunks that you can work and really try to batch your work. So you're doing similar work at the same time. So if you're needing to create social media posts, you know, get that done, get, you know, your next two weeks worth of social media posts done in one hour of your time block. That way you're staying in that same mindset and you're not having to switch back and forth between tasks. My second tip is to work in chunks. So kids, I mean, kids aren't really going to allow us to, you know, sit down and work for five hours straight. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. But if you can get your kid used to, okay, mommy's going to work for 20 minutes. And then as soon as my timer goes off on my phone, I'm going to play with you for 15 minutes. And then, okay, our timer's up for playing. I'm going to work for another 20 minutes and then we're going to have lunch. And so if you can get kind of get them in a routine of understanding that it's going to be work and then play and work and then play. Most businesses, I find you don't have to work that that solid time. You can work in the chunks and that's a lot easier for your kiddos to understand because like I said, they're not, they're not gonna, they're not gonna put up with you working two hours straight. Like they're just gonna be down your neck and you're not gonna get anything done. And then my next tip is to create a flexible schedule. Like I mentioned, you do want it to be flexible so that if you know you have things come up, you can you have that wiggle room. But having a schedule to go off of kids just, they thrive off of routine. And so if they understand that, you know, the same kind of the same things are going to happen day to day, then they know what to expect. And there's no question in their mind of what's coming next. So I really, from the get go, I mean, I started this business with a newborn, even as a newborn, I, she could kind of anticipate the schedule. And so if you really take the time to, set that up, it becomes a lot easier down the road. Cause now she totally understands mommy's working and like, yeah, she'll come and hang on me sometimes, but I'm like, okay, you've got a couple more minutes on that timer and then we will do the next thing. And then also utilize other people where you can. So if you have a spouse, is there one evening a week where your spouse or your partner can take over with the kids and you can get a solid three, four hours of work done? I did that a lot at first in my business. There was one night a week where my husband had her from the time he got home from work until bedtime. And that gave me a solid four or five hours just to bust things out. And you'd be amazed by how much you can get done when you know you're not going to be interrupted. But if you don't have a spouse, or even if you do, you could also think about getting a mother's helper. So if you don't know what that is, typically it's a younger teenager that will come into your house. And while you're there, they'll be watching your kids, but you're still there in case they need you. But it allows you to really focus on your business a little more while they're playing with your kid. Or... Could you even swap babysitting with a neighbor? You know, if you're, if you're trying to save money, could you offer to babysit their kid 
you know, this day of the week and you're going to babysit them Tuesday and then they're going to babysit your kid on Thursday so you can get work done then. So just to recap, use a planner, definitely use a planner and do and time block and batch your work. Work in chunks. You don't have to work for five hours straight. Create a schedule, but do allow a little bit of flexibility in that schedule. And then utilize other people so that you can really get work done in your business efficiently. Yeah, those are awesome tips. The whole time I was like biding my tongue, I just wanted to dive in and be like, yes, yes. (laughs) Because I feel like they're great for parenting, but just in general, you know, like even for me listening to that stuff, a lot of that stuff is stuff I do anyway, or I know I should be doing more of just running a business. Those are amazing tips, having planners, having a work schedule, having a system, having even the bit where you were saying you were timing how long you were working for 20 minutes. That's like Pomodoro method kind of thing, you know, doing these chunks of like time, just everything you were saying. And then I think I liked also that you offered that other option. You know, you're saying realistically, maybe you can only work in a 20 minute chunk when you've got a toddler hanging off you, but then you're offering these other solutions of spouses and babysitters and and neighbors and things so that if you have that option and you could kind of almost batch your time into having one evening where you do it all, like that's, that might suit someone and that might not suit someone else, but you've given both options and they're both awesome suggestions. So thank you. That's really helpful. Yeah. And I think utilizing the other people so that you have that, that consistent time period of work works really well for people who are still in the classroom. Cause you know, during the day, you're not really going to be able to work on it. So you might only have one day a week that you, that you're willing to give up family time and you could bust that out in that time. Yeah. So our next question was, what do you think is the hardest part of working from home with your kids and how do we overcome that? Ooh, so, I mean, as teachers, we know the to-do list never ends and with motherhood, the to-do list never ends. So I think that's the hardest part is, you know, feeling that overwhelm of never having an empty plate. So What I really recommend, I heard this a long time ago, and I really wish that I could remember who said it so I could give them credit, but pick your top three tasks that you want to get done for the day. And so they call it the layers of the cake. So your three tasks are your three layers of the cake. So you have to get those done. And then anything else you get done, like that's just sprinkles on the cake. That's just extra, but you can't do those, those other tasks. You can't do the sprinkles until you've got the cake done. Cause like, what's the point of sprinkles if you don't have a cake, So, do those three main tasks first and think about what are the tasks that are really going to be money-making tasks in my business, connecting with new leads you know, working on a new Teachers Pay Teachers product, things that are actually going to make you money. And then the sprinkles tasks are the things that are not necessarily going to make you money, but would just be like nice to get done. And so that's what I really recommend is go with the cake method of pick your top three for your top three to-do list tasks, get those done. And then you'll feel really successful just getting those done. And if you have extra time, you can add in those sprinkles. Yeah, that's awesome. I literally did that yesterday. I woke up and I have this kind of thing where 
I can get really distracted easily. I'll open my laptop and I sort of start checking emails. And then I go down this rabbit hole of like following up on all these little to-do list tasks to do with that one email I read and doing like a million little things. And I'm like, I did not do the thing I was supposed to do today. So I actually get into this. I got yesterday, I got up and I told myself I'm going to open my laptop and I'm going to go straight to PowerPoint and work on that product. So I can literally just open it up and go. And then all morning I did that and I had a really productive morning. And then after lunch, I was able to potter around doing all those little things. And it makes me feel better because if I do all the little sprinkled stuff, I never quite feel accomplished. I feel yeah. like I've just not done anything useful. And I think deep down it's because I know none of those are profitable tasks or important tasks. They're just like fun, easy, quick stuff, little to do things, little bits and bobs. So I love that cake analogy. That's so good. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that was helpful for you and for your listeners. Awesome. Yeah. The third question I have for you is I want to talk about parent guilt or as you Americans say mom guilt <laughs> but just I've heard a lot of people say this that they are working on their business you know they set aside the evening to work on TPT making a product and then they just feel so guilty that they're not playing with their kid or, or spending time with their family because family is important and then the next night they'll be spending time with their family and then they're just sitting there thinking my business isn't growing I'm never getting time for TPT and it's this eternal struggle of no matter what you do you feel like you can't get it right and it's always this kind of guilt of which one do I do which one do I prioritize I mean do you have any advice there for that yes definitely so this is something I really struggled with in the beginning and sometimes I still do struggle with like right now like I said my daughter's two and a half so just today we started the potty training journey. And so my eyes have to be on her 24 seven. And so my business lacked a little bit today and it's going to this week. And one thing that has really, really helped me is planning, planning that time for just business versus planning that time for just motherhood and being very, very clear with my child about that. And so she understands that mommy has to get this done so that we can do fun things. So mommy's making money right now, working right now to make money so that we can go to the zoo so that we can do different things. And so even from a really young age, they can understand that and they can understand that, you know, Sometimes mommy has to work, but other times mommy's going to be solely focused on you. And so if you can really make sure that you're, you're implementing that schedule and sticking with it. And that's why I said, create the routine. So the kids understand what's coming They're They're going to get it. And that helps relieve the guilt from you of feeling pulled in 10 million directions. If you can stay kind of structured with okay, Tuesday nights, mommy's going to be working all evening, but then that means Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and this weekend, I'm going to be able to play with you after work. That's a lot easier for them to understand rather than you trying to juggle both all the time and you're not giving your full attention to both. Yes. I think that really is why I've always loved having a work schedule. And I think 
if there's a takeaway for this episode, it's having a system and having a structure. And if yeah. you have that kind of slapdash approach of, you know, I'm also sort of playing with my kid one minute and then I might just quickly work on TPG for a few minutes and then it's just random and all over the place. You're going to feel that pull all the time. But I imagine that if you have that, you know, Tuesday is you're working on your business, but you know that all of Wednesday you're going to be focusing on your family, then you've got that you, in your mind, you can divide it really clearly and it's really organized and you don't feel like, hopefully you wouldn't feel so much guilt. So that's awesome. I think the hardest part, this is just what I imagine, is that with like running a business or running a TPG store, is it's sometimes for some people more of a side hustle so it's not like necessarily their full-time job and if you go to work to school as a teacher you know you you might feel a bit sad that you're not with your child that day but you know you know you've got to put food on the table that's your job that's your living so it's it's different when you come home in the evening and you want to work on your business at the end of the day that's kind of like an optional thing and that's something you want to do and it's a lot harder to justify you know spending time on that when you've got your family nearby and that just unloads this huge amount of guilt on us as business Mm. owners which is so unfair because we deserve to you know grow our businesses but I love that suggestion you've given for the structure of it it sounds like your little two-year-old really understands which is awesome (laughs) that's all she's known I mean (laughs) she was born when I started this business so she's gotten used to it but like I said I've I've always even from before I think she could even understand me I've tried to explain things to her so she would get like mommy's not abandoning you I promise (laughs) (laughs) I um before we wrap up I thought we could just sort of wrap up and talk a little bit about virtual assistants because I know that a lot of my listeners might be in the classroom still or very new business owners but I might have a few listeners who are full-time TBT or really have grown quite big stores would you say that having a virtual assistant would be another great strategy there because if you can if it's something you've been thinking about and you're just not ready to take the leap or maybe this would this episode might be something that pushes them to if I go and hire someone to take off some of the stuff off my plate, I can spend more time with my family. So is that something you recommend as well? I can see you nodding. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So as soon as you feel comfortable outsourcing, do it. And what I find really helpful is take notes of the things that you're doing in your business consistently. And what are the things only you can do, such as creating new products? Maybe that's something that's your zone of genius, but maybe actually putting them into Teachers Pay Teachers, you could hire that out and you could just pay somebody a couple hours a month to get that done for you. And it it gives you back that time with your family and you can pour or and or you can pour that energy into making even more products. So highly, highly recommend outsourcing to a virtual assistant and their pricing is, it's not too expensive. You can find people at all ends of the spectrum. I highly recommend that. Yeah. I think you can do either or you could say you spend an hour making a product because that's the thing that only you can do, but you pay a virtual assistant for an hour to do something monotonous that's making like a preview or something or something for TPT that you don't really need to do yourself. Now that saves you the hour of doing it so you can spend time with your family or you could spend the hour growing your business, making another product, doing more important stuff. Either way, you're not sort of uh, neglecting your family or neglecting the profitable stuff by doing the things that someone else could be doing so that's technically for anyone ready for that that is a really great suggestion so I would love if you could let my audience know where they could find you um, a little bit about you know your website and your podcast stuff that would be awesome yeah so like we mentioned before I've got my digital classroom podcast so I have an episode that comes out every Tuesday for that And then I also have a page of resources on my website for those of you who are curious about 
I don't, I've never heard the term virtual assistant before. What does that even mean? Is this something that would work for me? I've got a whole page of resources for you. And even, even if you sell TPT resources, you can be a virtual assistant for other TPT sellers. And so you can make even more products for their businesses and utilize those skills there. So on my website, arianavernier.com forward slash resources, I have a free workshop for you really diving deep into what a virtual assistant is and how to find clients. And then I also have a free quiz to help you determine what virtual assistant services might be a really good fit for you because there's literally over a hundred different services you can offer. And yeah, all of my resources are there. So you'll probably have the links link in the show notes, I assume. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put a link. I'll put a link to your Instagram as well, but thank you so much for joining us today. It was really, really awesome of you to take the time to give us some tips about parenting. And I appreciate it. Like I said, cause I'm not a parent yet. So this is not my area of genius, but it's nice to have someone who can share their wisdom. So thank you. Yeah, I am so honored that you had me. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out Ariana, but also head on over to the Facebook group, The Terrific Teacherpreneur, if you ever just want to chat about this kind of stuff. I'm sure you could share a post in there and ask some tips and advice from other sellers and how they are juggling parenting and running a business and what everyone's routines and systems and structures are. But I think it's always great to open up that conversation with other people who are struggling with the same thing as you, because you shouldn't have to do this alone. And you you certainly shouldn't have to struggle with this alone so I think it's really important to rally around each other and support each other with something like this so yeah don't be shy about that the Facebook group is full of such kind caring and supportive people Um, they will all jump on there to help you out but I hope that you have a terrific day Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.